0: I don't know at what age that it started. I know it was definitely in my early teen years that I started with just paralyzing fear. I was terrified of the dark, terrified. Um, Even in my own home as an adult, uh, I was, blinds had to be closed after dark. I had horrible fears that somebody was going to attack me no matter where I was. Um, I didn't know that I, I didn't, I couldn't foresee any kind of future for me, so therefore I assumed I didn't have one. I honestly believed the lie that I was gonna die early, so why get married or have kids? Um, It it was just a lot, and it was very real. It was very real. Um, I think a lot of us can put a mask on and look very good outwardly, like we have it together, we're okay, but inside, things are not good. <laughs> I didn't understand that, we, that I had an enemy, and he was out to destroy me. Amen. I didn't know that. I never got taught that. Um, so you just suffer in silence, and nobody knows the, the fears and the anxieties that are going on inside. Now, I did, praise God, get free. Um, and that's where... I want to, it's funny because I do do most of the talking simply because, honestly, I was the train wreck out of the marriage, and he brought the stability and the, this is Rusty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Linda was, you know, there was never, ever anything even close to this in our, in our marriage. Now, I'm getting way better. I still have my issues that um, I work on with the Lord daily, <laughs> so... Um, That's a good one to work with right he's the only one honestly the only one. honestly and I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up because i don't don't hear me say that you shouldn't see a doctor or a counselor that I'm not saying that. Um, I certainly did go that route, and there was some help available there um, with counseling and if you get the right counselor, but for me, um, it wasn't until, and I wasn't a Christian. (laughs) You guys have heard my story before. I didn't even know I needed Jesus. Nobody ever told me, and I was raised in church. That's sad. Um, So once I became a Christ follower, all of this information, all of these, like everything started to open up and I started to learn that I was being targeted by the enemy, that I didn't have to live in fear and anxiety um, and hopelessness and darkness. I didn't have to. One of the, I heard, I can't remember who it was now, but I thought, this is so true. Of course, I have to find it. Um, Our Sorry. Our lives. Listen to this and tell me if you don't agree. Our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. So our inner dialogue, what we're telling ourselves, what are allowing ourselves to hear and entertain in our minds, is very very important because eventually. What's up here and in here comes out here. When the pressure is on, (laughs) when people squeeze me, (laughs) when stress comes, when, you know, just different things in our lives that hit, when the pressures hit, what should come out? Well, it should be Jesus. It should be. Like if you squeeze an orange, you're expecting orange juice, right? Still working on that, I am a work in process, but I thank God I am nowhere near what I used to be. And that's what I wanna share with you today is how we can train our minds, how we can have this beautiful um, garden. Just close your eyes for a second and just visualize. It can be a flower garden, it can be a vegetable garden, it can be an orchard, whatever you want it to be. And it looks beautiful, right? But now visualize it with a bunch of weeds just choking out, right? Weeds are going to choke out those plants. That's what our minds are like. We need to have a beautiful, hope-filled, spirit-filled mind, a stable mind, the mind of Christ, right? In um, Romans twelve two talks about we need to transform our minds. And what does that look like? It's a Imagine um, the word for transformation in that scripture is actually metamorphosis, which is like a caterpillar going to a butterfly. That's how we should be. We should be looking more and more like Jesus in how we talk to people, how we react with people, the things that we think about ourselves. And that's where Rusty was always so positive. And I was always so, I called myself a realist, but really it was just negativity. Um, I could never see hope. I only saw potential failure. I only, or he saw, oh, we can do this. And I'm like, oh, no, we can't. No, 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 no. This could happen. This could happen. This could happen. This could happen. He's like, no, that's, that's not God. Negative. There is definitely a battle going on in our minds, and it can manifest in many different ways. For me, it was fear and anxiety. For you, it may be addiction. Um, it may be uh, low self-worth. It may be that you know when you look in the mirror, what do you see? I never liked what I looked like in the mirror. I never did. I didn't like looking in the mirror. I didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw. If somebody told me, oh, you look nice today, I had a thousand reasons <laughs> that no, I didn't. And I usually would say something, oh, I didn't get much sleep last night, or blah, blah, blah. You know, it was, I could never accept a compliment. I don't know how many of you are sitting there here today doing the same thing. But God has given us, go ahead, Rusty. Matthew 10.1 and Luke 10.19. This is his, go ahead.
1: Well, it's the power and authority that God's given us. Um, And it says that what she just said the verses, but the the title today would probably be the um, the words of our mouth. I would say uh, for the title today. So um, there's a lot of things don't lose that. There's a lot of things that we say that um, we uh, sometimes don't mean, Uh and we speak out. Death in our our life sometimes or things that happen because what we speak comes to pass because God created He created the whole universe by saying, just by speaking Um, He just said let there be light and out of His mouth came light 186,000 miles per second and the sun was in the sky so that's what we're going to be talking about today well Linda's going to be talking, but I left my notes home, but I, I think I can remember what I was going to say in some of the scriptures. Um, and I will talk a little bit about when, um, when the angel came to Zechariah. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a little glimpse of how uh, powerful our words are. When, when the angel came to Zechariah and said that you're going to have a, a son and he's going to be called John, Zechariah didn't believe that. So the angel said, I'm going to shut your mouth for nine months so you don't ruin this. Uh-huh. So if he would have, because he didn't believe what the angel said. So honestly, that's how powerful our words are. We can mess things up. So that's why he got his mouth shut, <laughs> why um, the angel shut his mouth. So um, it's kind of funny, but it's, it's a pretty cool story. But yeah. anyhow, um, and Jesus, when he was in the boat also, um, when he stood up, when the, when the disciple says, you know, Master, don't you care that we perish? Um, and Jesus says, um, he stood up and he said, God, um, uh, storm, be still <laughs> and, and be calm. And, and it happened right away, and he spoke to the storm. And that's, why, that's where the power and authority comes in on our part. Um, because we can do the same thing that what Jesus, we have the same power and authority that he does. Amen on earth here so if we just remember that sometimes because i think what we do sometimes is that we see a situation and we speak what we see not what we should see right because god don't care about our past he cares only about our future and he he, god sees us way different than what we do um he's just so loving and so kind it's just um just really amazing um, but sometimes I, we don't really think that. It even I say things sometimes that, that happen, and I shouldn't say what I say. I should say what I know should happen. But it's easy to do because we live in a fallen
0: world. <clears throat> but the more... I'm going to give you guys my formula. Is it me doing this that's making the noise? I'm okay? All right. Um, this is what has worked... For me, every morning to wake up with gratitude, that's not always easy to do. If you're in a dark place, you're not thinking about gratitude. You're not thinking about all that you have to be thankful for, and it can be a struggle, and I understand that. But I had someone um, share, this has been years ago, to just write down two or three things, If you're struggling with, um, maybe in your marriage, this was hilarious to me. A wife was like, there's nothing I have to be thankful for in my marriage. And the guy kept just challenging her, you know, there's gotta be something that your husband does. Come on, think. She's like, well, he takes a shower every day. (laughs) That's all she could come up with. And that started the, okay, I'm gonna give thanks that my husband takes a shower every day. Hey, it was gratitude, and it's a place to start, and that's what God wants for us, is he wants to have us start somewhere, and he'll build on that. Um, it was so cool because I think it was Friday morning. I woke up singing, you have been faith." How, what is this? The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Um, all my life you have been faithful. Uh-huh. All my life you have been good. Some, some, I don't know. I knew the words at the time. I just kept singing it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of neat that I woke up singing this. I get in the car later. What was the song that was on? The goodness of God. Then Rusty got home, and he was sitting out on the deck that night. And I walk out there. What's he playing? The goodness of God. And so it was just like like a God wink, you know, where God is confirming, like, yep, I hear you. I, so waking up in the morning with... Gratitude for what we have, what we've been given, not for what we don't have yet. Yeah. And then sometimes we can be too focused on what we don't have, Amen. which will only grow. And that was one thing that the Lord taught me was whatever you focus on, Linda, that's what's going to grow. Mm-hmm. And he also told me, he's like, stop getting on the merry-go-round. Stop allowing your mind to get on that merry-go-round where I'm just hearing. I'm just letting these all these yeah. negative, fearful, crappy thoughts just On a merry-go-round, he's like, "Get off of the merry-go-round! You have to take those thoughts captive." And that's in that's in the Word of God. This is what we need to reach for in the morning. But how many? You don't have to raise your hands. Reach for this. I talk to too many people. I know that this is the majority of the time. What's being reached for? This isn't condemnation. This is what do you want? What do you, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want to get free? How bad do you want to walk in peace? How bad do you want to walk in victory? I had to make that decision. And when you are in a place, you know, don't wait till you're in that place. Be preventative. But there are many, many Americans that are walking around captive and they don't even know it. And that's called a stronghold. When the enemy, and you do have an enemy, you do have an enemy. You can deny it or think, no, that's not true. Doesn't matter. He's already got you there because it is true. You do have an enemy. He is out to steal, kill, and destroy, John 10, 10. He'll go in any door you leave open. Any door you leave open, he's in. So we have to keep those doors closed. This is the only way that has worked. This is the only way that has worked. So, speaking God's word, and I will, um, I'll give you some of the scriptures. I had to think, I still go over a lot of these, but these were the ones that I, they were my lifeline. There's hundreds of scriptures that you could probably go to. You need to find the ones that work for you. Um, This book... I have had, you can tell it's pretty battered. Um, I have had, I think I even put the date in here, I think since like 2005 maybe, um, it's The Secret Power of Speaking God's Word. I love it because it's alphabetized. If I'm dealing with um, discouragement and despair, uh, there's scriptures there, and you just you read them over yourself. So here are some that I have... Used over the years, and I still come back to, is 2 Timothy 1.7. I bet a lot of us are familiar with that one. Lord, you have not given us a spirit of fear or intimidation, but you have given us the Holy Spirit's power and love and self-control. That, just taking that one verse and praying it and just being thankful, Lord, I thank you that you haven't given me a spirit of fear. Any fear I'm feeling is not from you, and I rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. And you just start having a conversation where you're declaring what God's promise says. Um, Joshua 1.9, I don't have my Old Testament Bible, but um, we're supposed to be strong and we're supposed to be courageous. That's what God commanded Joshua, and that's what he's commanding us. Um, Philippians four seven because I'm nervous I don't have these I usually know these and can just kind of like blah 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 but um, Philippians four seven um, God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus so again there's the scripture and then it's a it's a process of meditating on it of of talking to God about it really getting it. This is one of my absolute favorites. It has helped me so much. I love it in the Passion Translation. It's Proverbs 4, 21 to 23. And this is how I speak it over myself. Come back. Lord, I fill my thoughts with your word until they penetrate deep into my spirit, because your word imparts true life and radiant health into the very core of my being. So above all, I guard the affections of my heart, for they affect all that I am. I pay attention to the welfare of my innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And I pray that over me. I pray that over our marriage. I pray that over our kids. You know, I want these words to soak in so deep so that when something happens, and I know I shared this one time, but I want to share it again for those that weren't here. Um, There was a time, we only had... Cody at that time, I think he was like 10 or 12, and he had gone camping with one of his friend's family, so that left Rusty and I at home, and we were, stay- we were in our guest room because we had a TV in there. We were just laying on the bed, eating popcorn, watching some random show, and I said, oh, commercial. You remember the days when there were commercials, y'all? Yeah. <laughs> commercial breaks were like, ooh, get up, go get something to drink, run to the bathroom, you know? And so I, he stayed in the bedroom and I went to the opposite end of the house. I went to get something to drink, went a little bit further to our master bath. The, the further I got away from Rusty, the more this dark, and I wasn't free yet, the more this, I was getting there though, this dark feeling was getting so strong that when I turned the corner to go in our bathroom if anybody had hooked, had me hooked up to a monitor, I know my heart was tacking really fast. My blood pressure was up. I was kind of hyperventilating because in my mind, something was waiting for me. That's, that's how terrified I was at times, you guys. But I had been getting God's word into me, and I remember standing in front of the mirror looking, and all of a sudden boom, all these words that I had been storing up into my spirit started coming out. And I started declaring, I started taking faults captive, I started rebuking, and I walked out of that bedroom different than when I walked into it. And God showed me so clearly how important it was to have this word in here, so that when things hit, I'm not retreating. I'm not retreating, because that's not how God created us. With all the spiritual armor, look it up in Ephesians 6, because we're trying to be really good about the time. But you can go to Ephesians 6, the last part of the chapter, and he talks about all the different armor. We should have that armor on every day, every day, the belt of truth, helmet of salvation that protects our mind from lies, shield of faith, all these pieces of armor, declare them over you, over your marriage, over your family, over all your relationships, so that when the attack comes, because it's not an if, you guys. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Will you be ready? Will you know how to walk forward and say, oh, no, not today because I have been given all power and all authority over all the power the enemy possesses. Nothing, nothing can in any way harm me, my marriage, my family, my finances. Amen, hallelujah. And that, it starts out, you guys, when I started declaring these words, I didn't believe any of them. Your mind has to be trained. Mm. It's going to resist because our minds want to take the path of least resistance, and so when we start training, it's like I was talking to our oldest son about. Um, he weightlifts, and he had a goal that first year. What was it? Two whatever you were going to bench press in that year or something. Two twenty-five. But when he started lifting, you were lifting one thirty-five. One thirty-five how silly would it have been if he went into the gym and tried to lift 225 and couldn't and just gave up
1: yeah
0: he trained those muscles over the course of the year faithfully showing up at the gym he drinks all the stuff takes all the stuff shows up at the gym and works out he doesn't give up because i'm not at 225 yet and that was what a year or two ago i don't know how long he's been at it now It's the same thing. Your mind has to be trained. It is not gonna wanna be trained. It just isn't. And that's that one and done I've talked about before. Like you cannot be a one and done kind of person. You've gotta make that commitment. I don't wanna live like this anymore. I've been a prisoner too long and I'm getting free. And then here's what's equally as important. Once you're free, you got to stay free. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when I was free, it, was, it wasn't like I woke up one morning and just had this revelation, I'm free. I just noticed, like, it doesn't matter if the blinds are closed, it's dark, I'm okay. I can take the dog outside in the dark, I'm okay. It sounds really, it probably sounds silly to some of you, but if you've lived it,
1: it really does seem
0: real. it's, very, it's mm-hmm. a very big deal. So I had started, because I was free, (laughs) I had started watching those criminal shows like NCIS and Law and Order and Criminal Minds. I was like, watching, watching, watching. And you know what was happening? It it wasn't right away. It was over a period of time. I started to get this, mm, I I know that feeling. Why am I feeling this? I could feel stuff creeping back in. And one day, on a commercial, I heard the announcer say, Criminal Minds, tonight at 9, the darkest show going. And it hit. Like, it was a wake-up call. The darkest show going. Yeah, it is a pretty dark show. And the Lord spoke to me right then. You guard what I gave you. Haven't watched it since. Not a big deal. There are things that you're gonna have to give up. And you have to decide (laughs) what do you want and how bad do you want it? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to give up in order to, I'll tell you, social media became an issue. This was probably a year or two ago. I was doing a lot of marketing and getting a lot of input. You gotta keep the algorithms up. You gotta be on all the time. You gotta be doing this, you gotta be doing that. And I was. And it, I'll, I'll, all I can tell you is it wasn't going well inside. But I didn't, I didn't want to put two and two together because I, it, this definitely had a control over me. I didn't want to put two and two together. And one day I'm crying out, I'm like, Lord, man, I am just struggling. And he said, get off social media. And you know what happened? I felt this tightness in my chest. I felt this like, almost like a panic attack starting. And I was like, Oh, my goodness. This is the hold that social media has on me. Now it may not have that on you, but it had it on me. And the thought and so I didn't I didn't completely obey. What I did is I moved Facebook to the very back page of my <laughs> and put it in a folder, because somebody said, "Oh, then, if it's not right there on your front screen, you probably won't go to it as much. Eh, you go to it." And I was. Then I started tracking my time. I don't know if you can do it without. I'm sure you Android users can do this, but iPhone, you can can look at how much time you're spending on the screen, how much time you're spending on different apps. And so it took me taking it off of my phone completely, deleting the app, and only going on and checking. I turned off notifications, even when I, I have it back on my phone. 15, 20 minutes is about what I'm on a day. I don't want it to go over 30 minutes, so I do keep track of it. Uh, It can be the same way with video games. It can be with anything that has control over you, and I found out that social media did have control over me. I think it has a control over a lot of people, and so we have to decide how bad do we want to be free. What are you willing to do to get there? Okay, the other thing is we need community, we need a village, and the one thing the enemy wants to do when he's messing with your mind is isolate you. Oh. Have you ever been in a room full of people? It could be coworkers or whatever, but you feel so alone. Uh-huh. It's this isolation because you're a bigger target when you're isolated than when you are surrounded by some of the things that I've gone through in my life. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have Rusty. You can say something. Something. Oh, <laughs> Because... Um, when is the very, when is the time that the enemy wants to really get into your mind? When you're tired? When you're in bed? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I I think there's a saying out also that an uh, uh, idle mind is a devil's workshop. Mm-hmm. I don't know who actually quoted that, but I've heard people say that before. And there's actually a lot of truth into that. Um, because if you don't have anything to do, the devil's going to put thoughts in your mind. Oh, my that, And you're probably going to act on him if you're not yep. busy doing something that you should be doing.
0: <clears throat> but I would reach over to him in the middle for a long time I didn't. I was like, I don't want to wake him up. But I knew I needed someone to be able to pray for me. And I have enough night shift friends that are up all night, you know, that I could have reached out to. Because if, So if you don't have a spouse that will pray over you. But thank God, right here, there would be so many times I would just are you awake? <laughs> nothing. Are you awake? (laughs) Hey, are you awake? Get up. (laughs) No. Third time. He wasn't, but (laughs) but he would always, he would always, always, always be willing. He would just put his hand on me and start praying peace, and I would feel it. I would feel it, and I needed that. But you guys, there has to come a time in our lives, I'm not saying that you don't go to people for prayer at all. You'll never hear me say that. But I had to get to the place where I wasn't so relying on Rusty right. to pray me out of something. I had to get to the place where I was doing it myself. That I was protecting my mind before I ever went to bed. You know, they were up watching. Are you gonna...
1: We each have, we each one of us had the power and authority that I, that God gave us in um, Matthew 10.1 and Luke 10.19 is two of my favorite scriptures. Um, back when Linda was talking about um, the words, um, one of her favorite scriptures, she didn't even say it, was I uh, Psalms many. 139. No, 1914.
0: 1914,
1: the meditations of my, not my mouth. Let
0: every word I speak. I love it out of the pa- Passion Translation. Which uh, one is that? Psalm 1914. Psalm 1914. And I love it out of the Passion Translation. It says, let every word I speak, let every movement of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. You are my rock and you are my redeemer. And I had told Rusty a long time ago, I was like, I need that scripture on my tombstone because my mouth gets me in trouble. And it used to get me in a lot of trouble um, because wham, it's open, no filter, everything's coming out that I'm feeling. And I'm saying things that are hurtful. I would say things based on fear. I almost destroyed our marriage. Because what was inside of me was not pleasing, was not good. I was hurting the people that were closest to me mm-hmm. with the things that I said. And so that was another one of my scriptures all the time, all the time. When we just went to Florida, I still have scriptures that are, that are really, I want really deep inside of me right now. Um, and so I have them written on a little piece of paper, and I have them up on the the dash, so I cover some of the controls on the dashboard, but nothing I need to see. Um, but we were riding down to Florida, and when driving down to Florida, when Rusty would get in, he would take my piece of paper off of the dash and tuck it into the door. I was like, leave my, leave my paper up there. And he's like, it's covering the controls. <laughs> I need to see them all. I was like, okay, but, so when I would get back in, I'm pulling it out and putting it back on the dish, dashboard because I want to keep his word in front of my eyes. I want to listen. On my phone, um, in the memo section, iPhone users, uh, you can record, and I have recordings. I have faith affirmations. I have love affirmations. I have uh, warfare affirmations. And what I do is, so like, um, may may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord. So I hear myself saying it. I've recorded that. Then I have a little bit of a pause so I can speak it back. It is definitely a formula for success. You're speaking it, you're hearing it. Yep. It's going in. It just doesn't... Ha- it, you don't always see the victory right away, you guys. Nope. Uh, as a nurse, I can tell you, because brain, I loved neuro. I always loved neurotrauma. I did a lot of trauma nursing, and the brain was always so fascinating to me. And honestly, we have science and the Word of God coming together more so now than ever. They're recognizing... Um, Just like, uh, Eric, can you pull up maybe a picture of that uh, hay field that has, I think I sent you a picture with all the hay or straw, whatever it is. Yes. Okay. So if this is your mind, and then there's a picture with the girl walking through it. Okay. So the first time you decide to cut across a field, is there really any trace that you leave behind? Not much. It takes repeatedly. So, what you're doing? This is science. You're you're plow, you're developing new neuro pathways. Okay. It takes a while. How many times do you think she has to walk through that field before it is a path that has been beaten down? How many? Yeah, quite quite a few. Quite a, yeah, you would know, right? Um, quite a few times before. It's clearly a path through that field. But so many times we take that one journey through the field, it didn't beat down all the stuff. So, you know, this doesn't work. I'm done. It does work. Yeah. You cannot quit. Nope. I am standing here today. I can be outside in the dark. I have zero fear, zero anxiety. I never, I have, not to freak you out. Rusty sees angels, guess what I see? Not all the time, but I see demonic presences. I can feel them, they do not bother me. If anything, I just laugh. I'm like, you have no power. You have zero power, Bye bye I remember Adam Bauer (laughs) telling us, I think he told the whole congregation, but I know he told Rusty and I, at one time somebody said, you know, you got this demon following you today, I see it. (laughs) And he was like, oh yeah, I know. I want him to follow me around. I want him to see me praising God and praying for people. Yeah. Eventually, he'll get tired and leave. Yeah. I was not like that. Darkness had its effect on me. It controlled me. Now, mm Nope, you have zero. Hallelujah. And that's, that's where right we need field. to live. Can you live there? Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to do what's needed to get there? To save yourself? Yep. Your marriage, your relationships, our kids, we don't want our kids living in fear. Uh -uh. We want them to know the warriors that they are. We are raising warriors. We are not raising kids that are terrified like their mom was. They have to see it modeled out. What is that our parents, I mean, my parents used to always say, don't do what I, what is it, don't do what I do, do what I say, don't do what I do. Well, let's be, let's model out, hey, do what I do. Do what I say. It is possible. It truly is. Now, let me see if there's anything. (sighs) So waking up with gratitude, reaching for the word, speaking the word, praying it, meditating on it. Find two or three scriptures. Guys, don't overwhelm yourself with like a hundred scriptures that you're trying to do every day. Just get two or three that really resonate. Like you're like, yeah. I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that peace that transcends all understanding. I don't wanna be troubled in my heart. I don't wanna not have peace. I wanna be courageous. That's John 14, 27, I think. Are you willing to do what you need to do to get to where you wanna be? And if you are, I promise you, you will get there. You'll live in the freedom that now I would say 90% of the time I'm there. If I'm not, I can always trace it back. Do I spend enough time? Do I really have his word deep in my heart? Because if I do, you guys, I'm a great wife. I'm a great mom. <laughs> I'm kind to people. <laughs> they don't annoy me. <laughs> people used to annoy the heck out of me because of what I had going on inside of me. It wasn't really necessarily all the people. Some maybe. There's just annoying people. <laughs> we want today... Uh, can the prayer team come up? Any? I know Jen, I asked her. She's not on our prayer team, but I wanted her today because if you are struggling, if you don't know Jen's story, she struggled with addiction really bad. Um, she gave her testimony one day and it just... It rocked the Good house. Morning. And so if you're struggling, you are addicted. Mm-hmm. That things are controlling you, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, your phone, whatever it is, you don't have to leave here without somebody praying over you and breaking some of this stuff off. Okay? Right. If you're struggling with fear and anxiety, you know who to see. <laughs> um, Carl and Sue, could you guys come up too, do you mind? Because I never want us to, I always want everybody to have an opportunity to know Jesus or to recommit their lives. If you've strayed away, it happens. Don't let the enemy condemn you and just put shame and all that in you. Man, power couple right here. They're like the parents of the church. You know, they've had a great marriage. They've raised amazing kids. Now they've got grandkids. They're seeing the fruit of what they've done. Rusty and I have gone to them for marriage counseling before. Um, I don't think in marriage you ever get to a place where you don't need somebody to pour into you and to help you. So if you're there, if you need, you know, just, I'm struggling in my marriage or my parenting, or I need to make Jesus my savior, or I've slipped away, please, 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 please come up. Um, Eric, do you mind putting on a little bit of like music? Thanks. You don't have to leave here the same way that you came in. It's a choice. What worked for me, I believe will work for anyone. Over the years, I've had so many opportunities to share, and it just is exciting to be on the other side where I can say, no, you don't have to live like that. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have to be troubled in your heart. You don't have to have sleepless nights because the nightmares I don't know if anybody here is having that just dropped in. Nightmares. If you're having night terrors or nightmares, please come up. Don't sit there and let the enemy put, uh, no, don't go up. You're embarrassed, you're gonna be embarrassed, you're gonna be ashamed, don't let anybody know. Those are the kinds of things that would always go through my mind. Get it out. That's not do you think your father in heaven is saying that? No. That's your enemy. So you gotta get rid of him. So today, I just, I pray a blessing over our church family and those that are listening, because I had some friends that reached out and said, we can't make it. You know, they don't even live anywhere near us. So I'm so thankful that it's going to be recorded. Rusty, do you have anything (laughs) to say? I monopolized the whole time. We knew that would happen. Like I said, Rusty has been pretty much like this his whole life. He married... He always says he'd do it again, and he's had many reasons not to. Um, that's why it worked.
1: What? Totally opposite.
0: I know, right? Well, I'm just giving it an illustration. <laughs> <That's why it laughs> he works. holds me, he holds my feet to the fire, they both do. I'm like, yeah. all right, back down, I got it. Yes. That's why it worked, because you're total opposite. We are. <laughs> and K. We're total opposite, yeah. that's why it works so well. Yeah, but now we are, we are more you know, when he's struggling with anything, you know, pain or whatever, I can lay my hands on him and pray. We've got kids that we can say, I need you to pray for me. And they'll do it. They've been trained. (laughs) This is how you pray. You have to model it out. They see their mom struggle. They know, they know. So I do, I pray a blessing over all of you. I hope that your week is amazing. Please remember to keep Pastor Tim and Carrie and their family in your prayers. And don't leave here without somebody praying over you. In Jesus' name, amen.